Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. And we're off. Hey, people. It's good to be here with you all. Today's a little bit of a different different uh, training because it's going to be just me. I, uh, I was hoping my wife could be here with us um, as well. Since uh, Elon's actually traveling with his family from New York to Florida, they are officially moving. If you've been keeping up with the uh, the Ferdman news here, um, and my wife is actually going out to to meet one of our teachers, and uh, I'm just coming off a pretty intense healing session this morning as well. So I'll share a little bit about uh, what's going on with me. Um, if you are brand new to the community, you're brand new to the old souls and seekers, you're brand new to Satori Prime. Uh, I am one half of the co-founders here at Satori Prime. My name is Guy Ferdman, and uh, I've been on my own personal growth journey now for 20 years, which is some of the topics we'll discuss here, because today we're going to talk about uh, what it is that I've learned over a 20-year period of doing this work, uh, some of the pitfalls that we see with our clients, um, and having coached tens of thousands of people, what are some of the pitfalls that people are facing when they're doing their work, and um, can just kind of get them stuck and, and, and not moving or growing in the way that they could be. So, um, again, if you're brand new, like I said, I'm guy and, uh, uh my life's purpose ha has become over these many years is to, uh, guide people through their own transformation, to guide people towards their healing and to really, uh, open up their own channels for permissioning their self-expression for per permissioning their life's purpose um, and for really putting themselves in situations in life that uh, are filled with uh, well-being, love, connection, um, communication, success, all those kind of things. So hopefully uh, you're here because you're looking for all those things. So um, <clears throat> I had no, no huge plan today, but I think I'm going to give you guys a bit of a an overview and some of the things that have gotten me very stuck, uh, in my own healing work, some of the transitions that I've made, and then actually taking you guys through a, a small taster of a process today about where our work has gone, 
Uh, I even see some of our, our clients in here as well. So maybe they can give feedback in the chat box as well as they see fit. Um, <clears throat> and, and kind of um, from there, really, it's less about let's have a huge healing experience today because that would be um, out of integrity for the, for the container that we have here uh, around time and even the energy. Uh, more importantly, though, it's really to give you not just a, a mental diagram, but a direct experience type of uh, diagram or faculty on how does healing actually work? Like, so how many of you guys in one shape or another, whether you think of it this way or not, know that the reason that you're here or what maybe would intrigue you to be here is that there's, there's parts of you uh, that you feel like you want to get healing around. Okay. So just say I in the chat box, if that's you, or yes, in the chat box, if that's you. And I want to clarify that when I speak of healing, um, there could be a tendency for some parts or some belief systems to be there that if I need to heal something, then I must be broken in some way. And I just want to be super clear that when I say healing, I don't mean that there's any aspect of you that's wrong or any aspect of you, um, that's broken in any way. I mean, we have, again, we've worked with countless people. I can even talk from my own experience. When things get rough, um, when you're in a difficult place in your life, uh, when you're having difficult emotions and sensations in your body, it can certainly, certainly, certainly feel like, fuck, I must be broken. There must be something really, really wrong with me. How come other people are not dealing with this? Why am I dealing with this? And so I just want to name that and like, just, just name that, that that is sometimes in the space for all of us and can feel very true and extremely resilient. And that that's not necessarily, uh, necessarily mean or necessitate that that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Cool. So, um, I want to just talk to you guys about, um, mindset work in general. Okay. Because, most of the industry, when I say industry, I mean like the, the, the healing arts, when we think about uh, therapy, we, we often think of like talk therapy. Okay. And we like, let, let's talk this through. Let's figure out what's going on. Um, let's find out if we can help you in some way, shape or form. And let's try to understand uh, why this happened to you guys. So how many of you guys have done like some form of uh, linguistic or NLP or therapy in the past and you could again just say i or yes um no judgment because again like i want to i want to reward anybody uh and acknowledge you for the desire to become more aware and do work in whatever respect teaching philosophy therapy that you've done uh there's there's no shame in that at all there's a, an acknowledgement that we're seeking and we're all seeking for a better life. We're all seeking for more connection. We're all seeking to find more safety. We're all seeking to figure out uh, how to get out of our own ways to surrender to what is, how to become successful, and maybe how to stop negative thought patterns. And again, if any, any, any of this is connecting for you, then again, just say yes, or yes, I've done that, or I, and, and part of it is um, through the community, is I want to make, uh, or at least invite everyone to become aware of that that's totally normal and, and, and humans are really struggling out there. 
we have been for a very, very, very long time. I don't just mean our generation. I mean, as a lineage, we've been struggling for a long time. And part of that struggle is part of our evolution. So we want to, we want to invite everything here, right? There's no, Hey, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Um, and, and today is really about talking to you guys about the methodologies that we do here that are dramatically different. If you haven't been exposed to our work yet, than probably anything else that you've done out there. So yeah, you know, uh, Brandy was saying entirely too much talk therapy. And, and my experience has been again, for, for people who have done a lot of talk therapy is that while they usually sometimes, even sometimes they don't uh, get some clarity on why they act the way that they act or why they do the things that they do, or what's the genealogy? Like, how did that start? Like, why do I feel this way? Why do I act this way? That having that knowledge, no more gives you freedom from it than, than really not having that knowledge. And so a lot of talk therapy, you know, is based on uh, some, some pretty old Freudian ideas of, of a, a mindset that's fixed, right? Like up until 15 years ago, whether you know this or not, at the advent of um, when we, we basically got fMRI machines, functional MRI machines that, where they can scan the brain, really up until about 15, maybe 20 years ago, the prevailing thought on the brain and identity was that it's fixed. You are the way that you are. And there's nothing you can do about it. So I want to just at least propose here that talk therapy came out of that psychology and out of that framework. And so there's nothing wrong with talk therapy because that's the best that they could come up with from that framework. But today we know that that's simply not true. We know that the, the brain is, uh, is completely plastic, just like the rest of your body. It's forming uh, new brain cells all the time. It can reshape itself. And so if, if the way that the brain was formed was through specific habits, it would seem to me that if the brain has neuroplasticity and can change, then there must be some kind of practice, some kind of uh, thing that we can do or be in order to retrain the brain and create uh, new pathways and new habits for it. And so that's what we really want to talk about today. So um, first, I want to say that I don't think there's anything wrong with personal development. I think it's wonderful to learn about uh, psychology, to understand the functions of the brain, and to even dig into, you know, why did the identity form this way? Okay, why did the identity form this way? It's a, it's a very crucial question and one that I invested a very long time and 15 years in understanding. And I became very successful at not only understanding why I felt the way that I felt, but also maybe like a lot of you guys creating some space, right? This is a, a crucial part. And again, if, if you can relate to what I'm talking about, Somebody here was saying hypnotherapy was remarkable for me. That's awesome. Um, you know, really, it's like at the end of the day, if we can even create a small space between a, a belief or an identity and your your conscious mind, that 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 subtle awareness, right? So, if anybody has uh, had the insight or had a teacher that pointed at that, there is a little voice in your head that you're listening to. Okay. And you're like, what little voice? But in inquiring about this little voice, you suddenly notice, oh my God, there is this constant narration that's going on in there. And that narration is not me. I'm not the one narrating. I'm actually the, the listener. I'm the observer of the, of the narrative. And, and so we call that subtle mind awareness. And, in, and just even in that, starting to become subtly aware of the mind, you start creating separation between your awareness and this mechanism that we call the mind. And this mechanism is really built around trying to create safety for you, right? So for me, again, I'll just I'll start telling you a little bit about my story. Um, you know, for about as long as I can remember, 
life was a truly a painful experience. And so I might hit some emotions and parts of my system as I, I bring this through. So I'll, uh, I'll slow down a little bit for my own system. And uh, specifically through my teen years, like many of us, I, I struggled trying to figure out who I was and, and things got really dark, depression, you know, thoughts of suicide, things of that nature. And, and at 19 years old, really out of desperation for where I was in my emotional and mental state, I, I took my first personal development class. And that was the first time uh, I became aware of what I just described, which is that subtle mind awareness. I started listening to the mind because up until that moment, I was sure that every word and every thought that came out of that mechanism, I just thought that was me. I just I completely identified with it, was all hooked into it and, and didn't have any way out of it. How many of you guys can relate? Say I to that. Okay. So, you know, like mistake number one is, is, is if you haven't had that insight and something you want to inquire into is identifying with your mind is thinking that the, is thinking that the thoughts that are in there are your thoughts. And if you start again, just giving a little space and even taking a moment right now to just stopping and listening, and maybe what your thoughts are having is ju judgments about me or judgments about the room or Maybe that's the wrong color wall. You don't like that blue or you're wondering about this plant or about my haircut or whatever it might be. Or even if you're introspecting right now about yourself and some negative things are arising through your system or negative thought patterns, it just see it, even if in this moment you can be the observer and the listener and notice that you truly are the one listening and observing and then there's all this stuff that you're listening and observing and experiencing through this awareness. Okay. So if that's, if that's a new concept to you, this is something you absolutely want to continuously bring towards your awareness. And if you need assistance with that, um, we do have, uh, a program that is a huge deep dive on mindset development. And, and a lot of what works with the mind, for those of you guys who, who are uh, newer to that kind of work, is, is starting to create very clear distinctions through language so the mind can easily um, consume what's happening. Okay, So for example, in like, uh, and again, this is a mistake that people often make when they're trying to be successful really at anything, is that they first they think they're supposed to be good at it instantaneously. Like how many of you guys have, have thought, you know, you start something and the moment you're not good at it right away, you're like, Oh, I must just not be talented. Okay. Which I think is the biggest BS on planet earth because no one's talented the first time they do anything. You are, you're, you're like a kid who's trying to figure out how to walk. You're stumbling, you're mumbling. So what has happened in our society is we've taken a lot of very big ideas and complex emotion, and we've often collapsed them all together. And so when we're in a challenging place in our life, it creates so much overwhelm for the brain because we don't know how to how to separate and chunk down. Right. So it's just like just like the same way that you'd be identified with your mind and there's just streaming thoughts coming at you. There's just so much data, so much stuff happening. If there's no subtle mind awareness, it's extremely overwhelming. Right. And you could see then like how people like start talking to themselves in really negative ways, because guess what? What the mind is really centralized around is your safety. And so a lot of what it says has to do with concern and worry. Right. About what's in front of you. 
It's trying to deal with that. It's trying to create some kind of safety by understanding what's happening in front of you. And if you're identified with those concerns, with that worry all the time, you know, you, chances are you're something like me where you become a high anxious system and you're constantly in this tug of war about worry and concern and trying to relax yourself and then worry and concern and then trying to relax yourself. Right. So again, how many of you guys can relate with, with some of that or any of that? And so when a, a person studies something and becomes proficient at it and moves towards mastery, the most important thing, and this is a, a writer downer if you have a notebook in front of you, is learning specialized terminology. Okay, specialized terminology. And what specialized terminology means is, is certain distinctions that a person, a person or persons in that field uses in order to chunk down ideas and become very efficient with with how they speak and how they work okay so for example if somebody goes to uh, get a law degree or they become a doctor or they're a sport athlete right there is a certain there's a certain vocabulary a certain specialized terminology that's used when you become a doctor that's used when you become an attorney that's used when, we, when you become a sports star or a musician or an artist that even though me and you, a layperson, may use the same words in that field, the definition of that word is completely different. And inside of that definition is not just an understanding of the word, but it's a whole world of ideas. Right? Like if I say for really, for really, really simple um, uh, to kind of hit this home is if I say the word chair to you, right? A simple word like chair. Yes, we know that that's an object. Of course, we understand that's an object. But to a child, you might say chair, and all they get is object. Boom, this thing. But to anybody who's been around a chair and used it for a long time in their life, chair describes a whole world, right? It describes an object that we can sit in, relax in. Um, maybe it's something that you throw. Maybe it's something that you manipulate. Maybe it's something that you stack. And so, like, the moment you say chair, it's not like just chair exists by itself. It's this whole world of distinction that opens up. And again, we do this unconsciously, but I'm really, like, pointing out that there is something big that happens when we have all these distinctions. And so back to like the mindset piece, what ends up happening is that we have a lot of things in our mind. And this is where people get into huge pitfalls that are all these ideas that are all collapsed together. And the way that we start reprogramming the mind is we just uncollapse those ideas. Okay. So for example, like when, uh, like forgiveness. Okay. How many of you guys know that forgiveness is a really, really important aspect of being human. Like you just don't, if you ever want to stay exactly where you are, don't forgive. If you want to, if you want to accelerate and your path of growth, forgiveness is probably the first thing that you get to learn. Most importantly, forgiving yourself. So how many of you guys know that like forgiveness is just like an ultra, ultra important tool. Okay. Now forgiveness becomes extraordinarily difficult for the mind to do when we collapse the idea with of forgiveness with the idea of condoning an action right? For example, if a woman uh, gets raped or if violence is done to you by another individual, right? There was some kind of violation that occurred. And there's some really horrible violations out there. We can't convince the mind that the violation didn't happen. Like you're, you're not going to forget that some kind of violation happened to you. And so you're stuck in this reenactment of trauma because you can't get to a place of forgiveness for yourself because then we often um, put the blame on ourselves for putting ourselves in those situations or not knowing better, right? Like all this confusing stuff that the mind does. And then we certainly can't forgive the violator 
for a lot of people. But again, when we, when we feel like by forgiving this person or forgiving ourselves, we condone the action taking place, we just never get to forgiveness. But if we can take those two things and separate them and have forgiveness and condoning live as two completely separate worlds, like chair and table are two completely separate worlds, suddenly there is a subtle space that occurs for the mind and, and forgiveness can, with work, become like an opportunity because you realize if I don't forgive this, it is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies and they won't. The only person, the only person that gets har harmed when you can't forgive is yourself. Right. And so I just want to see if you're tracking that little thing. And so there are all these little things that are really subtle that we do in language that we collapse together, that make it extremely difficult for the mind to consume an idea or work through something when it's all collapsed together. Cause what ends up happening is you experience overwhelm, right? Like I, again, I'll speak for me. I was experiencing a ton of overwhelm. And when I experience overwhelm, I disassociate and disassociation means like, it's almost like leaving the body. Okay. So for me, it's like leaving the body. Um, and again, if you're tracking this and this is you too, it can feel like you're really fuzzy up here. It's almost like really tough to access the mind. And you're just, you almost like, don't feel like you're here. Like the body's here, but you're not really here. Okay. So just see if you can track that for others, you guys, when you get afraid, you actually send your energy down through the body and you lock it up in the earth. And then you feel like you actually can't move. And somebody's asking is condoning like judging is condoning like judging. Let me just sit with that for a moment. Condoning from a moral point of view would be like you saying, I'm okay with that. I'm okay that that happens in the world. And so obviously there's a lot of things that humans have applied moral structures on like murder and rape and stuff like that, that we say we don't condone that. Okay. And, and from, from where I live, rightfully so, but I want you to understand that there's no spiritual like law. There's no like universal law that condones death or condones violence or condones uh, raping. Like these are choices that we've made in society. And so we apply human morality to it now on a, on a global scale, right? Of course I would continue to offer that that's, we should do that, but systemically where violence comes from is where, where everything comes from. It comes from within. And usually people who are leaning towards violence are experiencing a depravity from connection and love in their own systems to such a degree that they're experiencing so much pain and hurt inside their systems that they feel like the only way that they can get what they need in terms of connection is by creating as much harm out there as they feel in their system as a means to show people what they're experiencing inside. And so we have, you know, systems that say, Hey, we got to turn away from these people. We got to lock them up. And that's never going to resolve that problem because what that person actually needs is more connection and more love. And I know that we are just not in our, you know, most of us are not in a place within our own systems to feel compassion towards those people because we don't feel compassion towards our own parts inside that may have some of those desires. Like we, we all have, and this is kind of taking me in a different direction a little bit, but I'll, I'll veer us back towards this. We all have the ability and tendency to become murderers or killers or, or, or rapists. And I don't really like, don't like to think of ourselves that way, but, but it's, it's really circumstantial, right? Like clearly people who are born into uh, an impoverished world 
without education or clean water or food uh, are going to be like their system is going to get organized very different than a person who has all their needs met. Okay. Now, so if we take that person and that person becomes violent and we say, Hey, don't look at that person. Let's put them away. Let's put them in jail. Let's not have them be part of society. Uh, this is far from dealing with the systemic problem, which is they didn't grow up with love. They didn't grow up with connection. And I don't know about you, but uh, there's a biological human spiritual need for connection and love with one another. And when we don't have that, it's going to activate some parts that are trying to survive, right? Yeah. So you guys are asking some really beautiful questions. And if I have time, I'll go to that. But, I, you know, even that last question about uh, how do we reconnect with somebody who's been very violent in words and actions at some time in the past, it, it, that's a big question. And it's something that um, most of us can't do in a healthy way because we haven't worked the parts internally. And so I want to use that as a as a segue to kind of talking about what, what is these discoveries that we made? Why is it that the work that we do here is so different than just understanding the mental architecture? So if anybody, by the way, does need help with understanding their mental architecture and they want to start creating these, the, using these specialized terminology, uh, just type in below mindset in the comment box. And I will have someone from our team reach out to you. Uh, with one of the programs that we have that I'm telling you right now is going to revolutionize and give you so much access to an, a completely different way uh, of, of using mind and perceiving reality. Because until we can break down and break away from our perception, of the perception of reality that was given to us, you didn't do this to yourself. We're talking about this is generational. This is lineage stuff that's been going on for thousands of years on the planet. Until you can reef, like take off that filter and realize that life is that life in reality is no specific way at all. In fact, it is truly a manifestation of our own uh, belief systems, even more deeply our energetic composition. You are just stuck in it. And so if you're feeling really, really stuck in it, you know that you would really benefit from, from that paradigm shifts in, in my, in mindset. Again, just type, uh, just comment mindset down below and I'll have someone from the team uh, reach out to you on messenger and, and, and either send you resource for that. Or if you have some questions about that, they can, um, have a chat with you and then you guys can see if what we have is a good fit for you. Okay. So hopefully you guys are tracking on the mindset piece. And, and by the way, what, what I'm going to say next does not uh, obfuscate or, or make mindset less important. What I want to propose is that we have two distinct and very important worlds that at this time in our evolution and what our work is here at Satori Prime, what we do here in the group is we point out both to create a bridge between them so that they can both start working together for healing. Because to me, like if you, you know, we talk about it as a growing up work as the mindset work and then the waking up work is really the, the body, the, the energy. Okay. It's really, really, it's all about here. And, and if you just study one without studying the other, it's going to become its own trap. It's, it's hyper, hyper important. If you really want to do deep healing work, if you really, really want to resolve uh, really long held, not just beliefs, that, that stuff is shifting a belief is not that hard, right? Like someone said here, they had a lot of value from hypnotherapy. That's what those kind of therapies can do. They can shift, they can shift the perception on a dime. That's extremely powerful. Okay. However, no matter how much you shift a perception, no matter how much I was shifted my perceptions over a 15 year period, when I kept, when I checked in with how I felt internally, that's where I felt completely stagnant. 
I'm like, you know what? That still hasn't changed. There's still a hurt little boy in here who's trying to get his needs met. Now, from mindset work, I learned a lot of ways to create very successful identities that managed all that really, really, really well. And the truth is, this is still going on. Okay. And it's for that reason, over the last five years, and specifically over the last year, year and a half here as Satori Prime as a company, we've we've transitioned our programs more into this space that I'm about to talk to you about. And and so, like, give me a few more minutes here, and then I'll take you into an exercise to kind of like feel this because the the mindset work people can understand. It's it's insight based. It's oh aha, never noticed that before. Now that I'm noticing that things are changing. Oh, it's a new reality that I'm noticing over here. How do I get to show up in that new reality? How do other people get to show up in that new reality? Okay. And so that, that transforms the view transforms where that doesn't usually offer a lot of space though, is for the healing is for the, the complete resolution of something. Okay. So it's like the, the question I want to ask you guys is how do we resolve something completely? Like, how do we just, how does it come out of the system? Okay. And so let me first give you a little diagram here. And again, if you want that mindset training, like, like Weber, just put in the box, um, just again, mindset down below, and we can absolutely help you with that. And we have an an awesome six week program for you to go through. Okay. So now, so let's say you got the mind down. Okay. So how many of you guys have done a ton of mindset work, but you're like, but there's like this nagging feeling like, Hmm, how come this isn't resolving? I'm putting in the work. What the fuck? I'm reading the books. I've done the five-step process. This isn't shifting. Like how many of you guys are in that camp? Okay. Cause I, I want to specifically talk to you. Yeah. And so I can't, I can't see everyone's names cause in the group it, I get limited. So somebody says, you know, uh, yeah, great question. How do we resolve something completely? Yeah. And shouldn't we be asking that question or couldn't we be asking that question is like legitimately, if we want, if we're saying that our reality is malleable, it's multidimensional. We have a plastic brain. Our bodies and cells is regenerating itself at ultra fast speeds all the time. Why is it that we have a tendency to keep pulling identities from our past, bringing them into the present, having them engage with our reality, and and essentially reenacting traumas in front of our eyes that we've experienced before over and over again? Do you guys know when you're in a relationship, even if the other person seems vile or doing terrible things to you, there's like, you, maybe you have a, like a pride, we call this a masochist process, right? Not everyone has this. So some of you will get it. Some of you won't. And you reenact pain because guess what? Like there's a, there's a habit that has formed in your body, a pattern that's formed in your body, in your space. And you need to position that person as the enemy, so to speak, in order to prove that identity correct over and over again. And so you pull people quote unquote into your melodrama, not consciously, but you just pull them in and you position them in a certain way and you have your conversations in a certain way and you bring your energy out and in, in a certain way. And guess what? They show up just like mom or just like dad. And there you are the little boy and the little girl in reenactment doing the thing going, see, I knew it would turn out this way. Now that person is not, actually doing what you think that you're you're doing however through your perception and through your energetic body you are reenacting your own trauma and so again you know the question is well how do we stop the reenactment okay and so that may be triggering for some of you guys because you're like what do you mean i'm doing that and i just you don't have to take my word for it but just like inquire about things or kind of like 
let your intuition flow into some past relationships or circumstances where things often show up the same way. Like, you know, you kind of run into the same problems over and over again. And if you really take a look, a really honest look, you may find that there's some pattern, like some way that you show up over and over again. And so the other person is really just mirroring your energy, right? Because it's like, if I put out this energy, that energy gets met with a certain kind of energy and you're going to find intuitively other systems that are comfortable for you when you do that reenactment. So, you know, if I do this, they're going to do that. If they do this, they're going to do that. And you, you won't keep the people around you that don't engage with that energy and that thought process in a way that is comfortable and, and known to you. Those people will seem like a threat. Cause if you do, if you do your process, if you do your energy, you do your, 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 your mind tricks with somebody and they don't respond the way that, you know, a person responds, it'll be such a threat. You'll be like, Oh no, I don't like this person. You won't even know why you don't like this person. You just be like, I, for some reason, I don't like this person. And you'll just justify it that way. Right. We like the mind keeps things really simple and kind of hidden from our view. And so because it's, it's simple and hidden from the view, what we really want to look at is like, how do we get to the layers that are underneath all that? Okay. And I want to just propose here kind of a radical thing is that you can't do that with your mind. There, there's no, there's no understanding coming anytime soon, <laughs> anytime soon that is going to give you a, such an insight that you're going to be able to, to resolve a trigger that's happening in your body. So for example, if, if, uh, you go into a room or you sit down at a movie theater or you go to a park or a party um, and you're just next to somebody, maybe you're not even engaging or you walk into a room and you suddenly just don't feel safe. Like there's anxiety, right? Have you ever noticed when we all get to parties, like where do we all congregate? We usually go to the kitchen around food and drinks. Why? Because usually when we show up in a space with a lot of new energy, our system is trying to, um, kind of calibrate itself to find ground. Most of us have not been trained how to do that. Like we actually can't find the safety. We can't find the ground We're we're struggling to find connection. And so because we do all that, we're like, Oh shit, I got to go bypass this. And the way that we do that is through soothing our body through food, certainly through alcohol, because it, you know, lowers inhibitions and, and brings through, through other aspects of ourselves. But that's none of that is really authentic connecting. It's just ways that, in society, we've learned how to like cultivate a false sense of safety, right? So again, coming back to this question, how do we resolve it? How do we bring an authentic sense of safety into the body? And that's what I want to kind of show you guys is that even if you completely understand all the architecture, this is how I do it. This is how I feel. This is what happens when this person says that even with all that knowledge, regardless of that, if you walk into a room and you have the sensation of feeling anxiety or overwhelm or not safe, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have and how much mindset work you've done. There's no stopping that. It's just going to happen now. So I want you to get that where people often feel stuck is they feel stuck in their ideas. Like I have a thought, I feel stuck. And again, how many of you guys like feel really stuck in your life right now in some area it could be around your health or relationships. Maybe it's finances. And again, you can, you can be honest here, right? There's not, this isn't a, a matter of calling you out. It's a, it, Honestly, like naming it sometimes and just getting, getting that at least to that point is the beginning of it unwinding. Like just being able to acknowledge that, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck right now. Not cause not only do we feel stuck, we've been taught that when we're stuck, we got to figure it out on our own. We don't know how to ask for support. Like how many of you guys know for a fact 
that asking for support for you is like, you might as well just, you might as well just like bite down on cement, right? Like it just feels that awful. Like you rather just cut your own teeth than, than ask somebody for support. Right. Beautiful. Thank you guys for acknowledging that. And so there's nothing wrong with you. I just want to reiterate that really, really important that you got, there's nothing wrong with you. Everybody feels stuck. I feel stuck. I'm, I, I'm, I've gone through a, one of the biggest spiritual processes I've ever gone through in the last month and a half. I've shared that a few times now. And, and I could tell you the last six weeks, the, the, the level of, of, um, difficult emotion, like sadness, hurt, even depression, um, even suicidal thoughts. Again, not saying I would do any of those things. I'm just uh, like observing what's coming out of my system. have been extraordinarily difficult. However, I will tell you that what's different now than before, I'm not scrambling to figure it out through some mindset work. Again, it's nothing wrong if you're at that point. I did certainly did that for a long time and it was very beneficial. And now it's like I've created and cultivated enough safety in my system. And this sounds so counterintuitive and ass backwards. So you have to kind of stick with me and just realize um, I've done a, a ton of the work that I'm about to describe to you. The work that I'm going to describe to you, what it does is it does help resolve things. And it fundamentally retrains your body how to feel safe at the, at the foundational level. Like when I say you walk into a party and there's anxiety all the time, like imagine that just didn't happen anymore because there's a, a you've cultivated a foundation of safety in the body. And so you don't, you just stay in the center of your channel and you don't disassociate and you don't hide down. You don't do all those things. It's like, you're actually here, here. And that that's going to take quite a bit of training for most of us. And so just to kind of speak to another trap here is that people think that they're supposed to have world changing transformation overnight, or if they, it doesn't look that way, then they, they must be doing it wrong. That's not how transformation works. I've been doing this work for 20 years. It doesn't work that way. No, nobody goes from being, uh, you know, a sopping mess or really stuck somewhere in their life or being in a ton of broken relationships to bing, bang, boom, 24 hours later, like everything is resolved. Relationships are amazing. Money's flowing from the ceiling. Like it doesn't work that way. We are very complex machines. If you look at what evolution is, evolution is a, is a formation of ever more complex machines. Humans are really complex machines, right? From single celled organisms to all this biological life to, to men and women who are really complex machines. And we, and it, and, and, and it's kind of beautiful in that way. And so we want to kind of give ourselves space and time to let the system unwind in its own time, because it, it got bound up over time, right? If you just think like, we're just in there, like tying knots, like every time there's trauma or stress or tension, it's like the, it's like the nervous system is literally like knotting itself up over and over and over again. So you have hundreds of thousands of these knots, there's no insight coming in. It's like all the knots just get untied at one time. Okay. It's like, sometimes you tie a little knot and it's like, Ooh, that was nice. It got a little bit of relief. Sometimes it's a big knot and you're like, Oh, right. So, but as we untie these knots and we cultivate safety in the system, what can show up, what's showing up in my life right now, why these very difficult emotions, these are all things I've kept at bay for about 20 years now through all these very successful mindset, um, distinctions that I, I taught you. And, and that was really important for me to learn new things in my life. 
Because if I hadn't done that, I would have just kept experiencing the world as it was. That mindset work gave me the experience and evidence I needed that life didn't have to be that way. Because oftentimes, I mean, for the last 20 years, my life has been honestly nothing short of magical. Yet, there's a deep well of sorrow uh, of maybe this life and maybe many before it that have not had the opportunity to arise because my system never felt safe enough and strong enough to do that. And for the first time in my life, literally after 20 years of work and, um, you know, more than five years of the energetic work, I'm going to describe to you guys here. There's a, there's enough cultivation in my system that it's like, it's getting that raw. And so that stuff coming to the surface is not a sign of being unwell. It's actually a sign of, of wellness, which goes against all psychological theory here. I'm totally clear, but this is why we need to have this conversation. And, you know, Alex Franklin is here and a bunch of other people who've done our work and you can ask them. We, it's like the work is you, you hit these really new levels of stability. And then it's like lots of stuff that's unexpected starts happening both. And I'm putting these in quotes because good and bad, again, is just a moral judgment on our part, but like a lot of unexpected stuff starts flowing through the system or your circumstances and your life are like basically being you know, correlating to your healing experience. And so sometimes you need that person to show up and tell you to go fuck yourself. And you're like, Oh, that was interesting. In the past, when someone told me to go fuck myself, it was like this. Now I'm actually just like, I'm experiencing everything that's arising. I'm with it. And it's actually, I can feel it resolving in my system. Then it's a month later, they say, fuck you. And you're like, wow, that didn't even ping my system. Like there was nothing that resolved. Okay. So it's like, we, we, we got it. We have to have both. We, we get to have the internal experience and then see the hologram shift around this. And that's the beautiful part when you start doing internal energetic work is that the, you start noticing that our organic hologram, what, you know, reality, so to speak, is shifting, not because you are doing anything. It's because your, your, your very nature, your beingness has shifted internally. Okay. And so let me kind of take you guys through a, a quick exercise here. Uh, just kind of play along from your side and that hopefully this will be really valuable for you. So I, I mentioned that, you know, the, the work, okay. So, and you know what, right before we get into that, I want to just let you guys know, um, that, that our next live event is coming up, uh, here on August 14th. And, uh, and, and what I'm about to describe to you is the, the, what we go a really deep into during these live events, because the, this, form of education is very different than the education we're used to. We're used to very process-based, linear-based education. We're used to an authority figure standing up here, right? Like, I'll be the authority figure. I tell you how to do something or how to think about something. Then you tell me it back and I go, good, good. And if you don't tell me that back, then you're bad, 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 right? That's how school was. It's like, we're going to tell you what reality looks like. Uh, you know, your government is going to tell you what reality looks like. Then you're going to tell me about reality. And if that reality doesn't match what I just told you, you get a bad grade. And so we learn that authority knows mo more than us. We learn that we got to give our power away to authority. And we also learn that if we don't agree with authority, that we start feeling this internal turmoil about our systems because we really want to be accepted and connected and we see everybody else doing it. And so, again, I'm not making a judgment call on schools or governments or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to point out the, our, how we're developing what we call the human condition. Because there's no human condition. There's just what, how we're developing ourselves. And until we bring awareness to how we're developing ourselves, we can't, we can't stop that process. We need to see it and, and call it out for what it is. That is creating trauma for people. 
that process of giving your power away to authority is causing trauma for you. And so we, we walk through our lives with, and that's our parents and it's our job space and it's our bosses and it's, you know, governments and, and we can't, and again, there's nothing like wrong with that. Like there's some inherent evil in that. It's just that you are giving your power away and you're not here. You don't even know yourself. You're not here. And since you're not here, you can't deal with what's here. So you're constantly dealing with what's out there. Okay. So the way that we operate is that there is energy all around us. This body is made out of energy. It looks physical through these five senses, but there's nothing physical about this body. This is just an interpretation of microsensors that we call the brain and it, and it's producing this experience of physicality, but this is just, it's, it's just vib it's molecules vibrating. It's actually empty space. And so this is all just energies and frequencies and waves, and there's energy and frequencies and waves all around us. And as we walk into any environment, any sort of container, right? Especially unconscious containers, the energy hits your system. And guess what? It, it travels or attempts to travel through. However, because of all the trauma and habits and this and that that have formed throughout your life, there's like a, there's, there's uh, parts everywhere in your system and your nervous system and your fascia that are constrained and bound and literally the energy can't move through. And so something hits your body and there's like, instead of being a wide open space for the energy to move through, it has like, you know, it's like a little, tr it's like a one, one train survived, like one tra train track survived. And now it's like the energy is trying to move through. And even then, depending on the experience, it can get stuck. Okay. And so as energy hits the body, we have, we have what's called sensation, right? There's just sensations in the body. And so, and the mind is like a computer terminal that's trying to assess what's happening down here. Okay. And, and again, the mind already through habit and through identity has ways that it believes it is efficiently dealing with what's happening in the body. So if you, if you get hit with something, again, you don't feel safe, overwhelm or stress, and the mind is watching, it's going to have some protocol that it's running. Okay. So before we go into the exercise, again, I want to remind you that what we do at the live event is this form of teaching is not linear and it's not progressive. It, it's learned only through direct experience. You got to feel it directly through your experience. That's it. And, and that's the point of the, the program is that if you're not there in real time, getting ener energetically attuned and, and Elon and me feeling your energetic system, when we feel your systems, we can point at something that's happening in your system in real time. And this is what people experience while they're there. And it's when, when we point or when you do your own pointer and you notice that there's an immediate awakening that happens there to a part of you that's been dormant. It's like, just like the subtle mind awareness I talked about earlier on, this is a subtle energetic awareness that you start noticing and it helps you uh, recalibrate how to use awareness because we cannot, we cannot, yeah, we cannot do healing work from the mind. Okay. We cannot, we call this, we call this local awareness. When you're at your mind, we call it local awareness. And so when we try to do healing work from here, it's like you're, you're actually merged with what we call parts or the sensation in the body. You're actually merged with it. And so instead of healing, you go into reenactment. Again, this is why like talk therapy will explain stuff to you, but you'll go into reenactment. And so there is a way that we teach that you can actually unhook from the ordinary mind. You can go out into what we call a more spacious awareness. This is a higher level of mind and there's many, many degrees and layers to this, but it's actually quite easy to find once you experience it.
and you get less interested about what's happening and you get more interested in the direct experience of the body. So if you get if you get less interested in the in the why that's happening and you get more interested in your direct experience, that, that's the deeper layers. And the, the what's the direct experience is these these sensations that are happening in the body. Now, notice how when you have a sensation in the body that your mind looks down and it calls it something. It's like, oh, I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm this I'm that. And I'm just letting you know that's just a judgment call from the brain based on its own habits. It, has, it, it may not even have anything to do with actually, what's actually happening down here. And so we get so lost in trying to explain it. And so, by the way, before we do the, the thing here, what I, I want to let you know is we're doing something really special for this event, which is we, we've slashed the prices to a place it's never been before. We've never sold uh, any ticket here for under $200. And in fact, we've sold most of our tickets at three, four and $500 to these events. And, and, um, at least for this particular program, we decided we're going to slash prices down to $97 to give an opportunity to as many of you to come as possible. And so that money is not an excuse not to be here. That if you have alignment with what I'm talking about here, come to the program as long as the, the time works for you. Again, that's Saturday, August 14th. And you can just go get your ticket right now. You can go to I am, like intuitive mind, I am ticket.live. Um, or if you want to talk to somebody from the team here about the program before you decide to buy a ticket, just put contact me in the comment box below and they will again, reach out to you via messenger. Um, they can answer any of your questions if they need to, they can even jump on a, on a 15 minute phone call with you. Um, but hopefully that's a, makes it a no brainer for you because guys, like I really want you to get the depth of this work is like nothing you've ever experienced before. This will unbind you from the need to understand and know what's happening all the time. And instead bring you into a world of literally directly experiencing and observing what's occurring. And oh, thank you, Alex. And this is absolute immense freedom. I mean, like it's unspeakable to most people because we don't have words for these kind of experiences yet in, in the Indian culture. They certainly have many more uh, pointers and words for these kind of things, but it's, it's, it's a no brainer. Like if you are really interested in diving deep into your own healing work, let us show you what we got. This is like nothing you've ever experienced before. Uh, as far as logistics are on the time frame, it's, uh, it's, um, basically from my time, it's 9am to about, uh, four or 5 PM. So what does that work out to like about seven or eight hours of work? Okay. And we, it's going to be like the most incredible experience of your life. Like you, it's like, you just don't know until you know. And I, you know, I could talk about it all day long, but let's cut, go into the exercise since we only have about nine more minutes here. So yeah, thank you guys for sharing that link. I am ticket.live. You can also go to intuitive mind.live if you need to get more details about it. But again, we wanted to, to create a price point, uh, at least for this particular event. Yeah. And, and Alex has been to a number of them, um, because we really wanted to, you know, we understand that money and time are often the excuses that we use to not dig deep. And if, and you know, if at $97, um, certainly I know people are in different financial situations, but like, if you can't make it work at that level, you know, that that's going to be that, uh, chances are in the future, we probably won't sell the ticket for that cheap. Uh, the depth of work here is insane. And I'm going to tell you that the, the, the back intention here is that you continue to do this work with us after the event. But we know that like, until you come taste, this event, you just won't know what we're talking about. And yeah. And also somebody's mentioning, thank you guys. You, you're doing all the reminders for me is once you buy the, the ticket, um, you're going to immediately get access 
to about seven or eight hours worth of work as well that we strongly recommend you do before you show up to the event. So you can just go right into this work. And, and just know that this work is energetic based, it's transmission based. So even when you're watching a recording, you're getting the transmission that we put forward and that has an effect on the body in terms of its ability to open up to higher states of consciousness and to start uh, getting these pointers. So you can be you know, weeks into this work before you show up at the live event and then when you come to the live event, we'll just, we'll deepen it. And it's going to be like, wow. Okay. This is how we can start doing some of this really deep layer work. Okay. So super quick again, sorry, I keep coming back to it. And thank you guys for helping with the uh, event. It's easier when I have two of us here. If you just kind of put your hand up like this in the air to do a little demo here. So if you put your hand up in the air and instead of looking at your hand, you just place your awareness on your hand. See what that's like. So we're placing awareness on our hand. I'm not looking at my hand. I'm just placing my awareness on my hand. And notice that placing awareness on your hand, however you do it, somehow, some way that you do it, notice I'm not giving you instructions on how to do that. Notice that you just know how to do that. There's something important about that noticing. And also notice that I'm having you notice stuff. That's all this is. I'm, the noticing is the pointer. The noticing is the glimpse. The noticing is the education. This is non-linear, non-binary, non-progressive education. We're directly going to our, our experience. So as we put our awareness on our hands, what do you notice about your hand? And since you can't give me verbal feedback, it's somewhere along the lines of, I feel more heat. I feel more sensation. I feel more vibration. I feel a coolness. I feel a tickling. And we can take if and it, hopefully it's fair Hopefully it's fair to say that what you're experiencing is more sensation. Okay. So that's really what I'm looking for. Yeah. Somebody's saying heavy. So, so just notice that there's more sensation. Yeah. Someone says, I feel coolness. There's no wrong answer here. There's no wrong way to use your awareness. It is an intuitive thing that we all have. We're all using our awareness, but for most of us, our awareness is locked in here and it doesn't have to be. It's why you're stuck at a certain level of mind. And just like Einstein said, we cannot solve problems with the same level of mind that created them. So if you, all you ever do with your awareness, so this is what 99.9% .9 of the human public is doing, is they are stuck at this level of mind. And this program, this intuitive mind that we teach, which really should be called the intuitive mind, a uh, heart mind, is about how to access higher states of consciousness in order to perceive sensations in your body and let nature do what nature does, which is your body has its own intelligence. And the moment we apply awareness on something from a higher state of consciousness, it begins to unbind. It is, it's like actually the natural state of awareness is unbinding, it's unwinding. It brings it back to neutrality. And so what, when, we're dealing with, um, when we're dealing with things in our life that aren't working, it's because they're in a non-neutral state or in a non-compassionate state, because compassion happens at neutrality, okay? So here we are at more sensation, okay? So now check it out. You can put your hand down. Sorry if you still got it up and it's tired. Just take that same awareness and just slide it down towards your left foot. And I want you to notice if as you put your awareness on your left foot, if it's the same thing, you're starting to notice more sensation. It should be rather quick. Like, oh, oh, wow, there's my foot. And notice how we're not really aware of anything until we put awareness on it. For example, like you're not really aware of your head. 
but then you get a headache or somebody bumps you in the head and you become very aware of your head. It's like, where was your head prior to that awareness? Was it there? Was it not there? Right? So awareness has this um, characteristic of like manifesting things, basically, which should kind of lead you to the question of if I'm manifesting something, where is my awareness? Like something I don't want. Okay, so hopefully with your foot, again, if you can give me some feedback in the chat box that you're feeling something, so I know you're with me. <clears throat> okay, so that's, you know, that's really a uh, beginning of basics. And I, I want you to understand that you, I'm sure you've all heard the line where awareness goes, energy flows, and that is what's happening. We are placing awareness. We're saying it's our hand, but really what this is, is just an area in space, right? Again, this is not a solid object. So we're using the hand as a pointer, we're using the foot as a pointer. But what's really happening is I'm saying, just place your awareness in this area of space. Energy is flowing here. Yep, that's why you guys are starting to feel more sensation. You're feeling the energy flow, okay? And then energy, chi, acts like a magnet for blood flow. And so as we put energy there and it starts to, to accumulate, so to speak, just like you do when it's in your mind and you're here all the time, again, we're moving awareness to a place that's not in your mind right now, which is a, should already be some sort of relief. And so that chi is now uh, like a magnet pulling more blood flow over here, which is actually bringing more nutrients to that area of the body. And it's, it's why yogis and stuff like that can, can heal faster. So we're pretty limited here on time. I went a little bit longer than I had initially intended before going into the demo. So, you know, whatever it is that you're dealing with in your life right now, and it should kind of be right there, even as I name it, I want you to bring your awareness towards your heart. Same awareness, bring it towards your heart. And what we really work with is the center channel of the body, right? This is where the chakras are. This is where most of the organs are in this. Not all the organs really are tied to this. And so between our fascia, our organs, our muscle tissue, and all the different layers and depths of our body, everything is holding different structures. And until those structures are brought back to a neutral state, then we don't get resolution. Again, it doesn't matter how much mind capacity you build, you can build really good management systems, you can build really good managers up here that are highly aware, but this is still gonna go on. So check out right now in your own body with whatever situation you got going on that you came here to heal or resolve. If you could just kind of scan from the top to the bottom, I'll, I'll give you guys a few extra minutes here today just to kind of hang with you. See if you can locate, you can even try to breathe in and see if as you breathe in and you do a scan through the body. And, and again, if you might not be aware enough to feel anything, which is okay, Numbness is the beginning of sensation. Like numbness is an actual sensation. So if you're like, I don't feel anything, I just feel numbness, that's okay. That's where you are right now. So wherever you are. So as you breathe in and as you're kind of scanning with awareness, what you're looking for, is there is there like a tight juncture? Is there a tight point? Is there any kind of tightness that you can find? And maybe that tightness is at the center of the stomach. Maybe it's at the front of the stomach or the top of the stomach. Maybe it's at the back of your heart. Maybe you notice that there is a a collapse here in the throat or like a hyper vigilance over here. Yeah. Alex is saying bubbling in her stomach.
Yeah, so just kind of hang out with that for a moment here. Like, see if you could find this area. And instead of trying to understand it or change it or run away from it or shift it, and if all those things happen, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, someone's saying middle back. See what it's like to just be with that part of yourself and just hang out with it with no expectation that it needs to move or change in any way. See what that feels like. And as you do that, some of you guys may start feeling like your feet are getting more grounded, like you're actually going down. And some of you guys might actually feel like your energy is going up. And maybe there's some like disassociation or like muddiness that's happening in the mind or like density. And so different energy systems are going to use energy in a different way because as we place some awareness on this part, it actually starts to move energy and it starts to unbind. And then the other mechanisms that come into play just start doing their thing. Because again, I want to point out that your, your body, your energetic body, your uh, spirit, your soul, it has its own intelligence and it actually knows what it's doing. It actually knows how to resolve things. This is not a sleeping consciousness. This is an awake aware consciousness. And it's the same awake aware consciousness that when you cut your finger, it knows how to put the finger back to the way that it was. Or if you break a bone, it will mend that bone. Notice that you don't have to, you don't have to tell your body how to do those things. So a pregnant woman doesn't have to have to direct her body how to form a foot or a heart. It just, it knows how there's an intelligence. There's an intelligence that we are not leveraging. And that's why this awareness is so important is to directly experience and begin to create a relationship with this intelligence. It's why we're struggling so bad is we've, we we're not connecting to our own intelligence. So this is the, this is a small sip, small sample, the smallest sample of you beginning to connect with your awareness outside of localized awareness and finding some kind of tight juncture in the body. And so what we, what we do at the live event is we do these, uh, this and many other exercises in order to help you orient to your own awake awareness. Okay. As we begin connecting with our awake awareness, this, this very simple example of what I just gave, we can start pointing at how to start viewing what's happening inside of your body and not get into all disarray, but how to actually, how do we actually view our sensational experience? Like, you know, you guys heard me mention, I'm going through a really challenging time. And usually, right, when you tell your parents or someone in your life, hey, I'm going through this challenging time, they get concerned, they want to do something from compassion and from care, they want to fix it. And then oftentimes that makes you want to retreat in your system because it makes you feel like something is broken. Instead of where I'm at is, Yes, this is challenging. There's very challenging parts about it. Sometimes I don't want to go on. And there's a part of me that now recognizes that I'm in this really incredible place in my life where I can watch the depth of this pain and actually allow for it to move through my system for the first time versus trying to manage it and hold it and figure out what to do with it. It's just, it's coming out like this, like darkness, like a purge. If anybody's ever done like a ayahuasca or plant medicine, you people purge. And that's and when you do it, you realize like they're not purging, they're not vomiting. They're literally purging that system out of themselves or purging the energy out. And that's why people feel so healed by those experiences. Energy start energy that's been blocked is moving. And it's simply happening because ayahuasca opens up, opens you up to a higher level of awareness. And you start getting a lot of information, start having experiences. 
in, in essence, this is the same with the only difference here being is that there's no distortion of a plant. This is just purely you doing your own work in your own space. And so if we would hang out with any of these parts for long enough, the part in the system would actually fully resolve and, and move all the way through the system. And what ends up happening, what ends up happening for people, for everybody, is that as the system, as the energetic body resolves that, the, the protective mechanism, the manager that sits up here, that usually has to run some kind of program to protect you, we call it this your inner child and this the adult, the adult sees that the, ch the, the child no longer needs protecting. And so it doesn't have to run the automated pattern, the negative habit, the, all the things that it normally does. And, it's, and, and, and that's the beauty of this work. You'll be in situations where you nor normally know yourself to be highly reactive, angry, sad, internal, um, intro, you know, um, introverted, whatever it might be. And suddenly that just won't happen. It just won't happen. You'll, you'll be in the situation where you know it's supposed to happen, but it won't happen. And it will dumbfound you. Like, cause your brain's like, wait, what's going on here? No response, nothing in the system. And the body's like, no. And that's what we call resolution. It's when we stop managing. It's when we stop having to figure out what's going on. It's just not even there anymore. And the beautiful part in this, when it comes to your relationships or your health or your finances, is that that energetic exchange as that changes will change your relationship to that area of your life. So if before you were in your relationship and that energy showed up and the person had to show up as the mirror to that energy to contrast it, to show you right what's going on, because that's what our relationships really are about, when that energy is not there, guess what? That person also doesn't have to show up that way. Because if we show up with victim energy, we need a perpetrator. Right? Somebody has to do something to us. When that's resolved, guess what? The perpetrators don't have to show up anymore either. You don't need that mirror to see that you're in a victim state. You need a perpetrator to show you you're in a victim state. And that's really where, where the benefit of, of these painful relationships are, is that they're actually mirroring to you so you can see yourself. But most people just look at the mirror and they try to deal with it out there. That doesn't work at all. When we resolve the parts, the perpetrator doesn't have to be there anymore. The fill in the blank doesn't have to be there anymore. And those relationships will dramatically shift and change without you going over there and be like, let me tell you why you're doing this to me or, or that kind of stuff where there's so much happening out there. Cause most of our resolution in relationships is just trying to figure out who was more wrong. And, and our identity, our ego is never going to let us think that we're the ones that's wrong. So it's always got to be them. And so then we get into these arguments and it's just about who was right, who was wrong. And you're completely missing the depth of your experience is happening underneath all that, which is your direct experience of what's actually happening. What's actually happening is you feel like you're fucking choking or your heart is squeezing or your stomach is, is squeezing and you go, I must be upset right now. And it's like, no, you actually have a broken heart that's sad underneath and anger is coming out to protect that. You're not an angry person. They're not a violent person. They are protecting something inside of themselves that doesn't want to be seen and they're not directly experiencing. So when we directly experience, there's a completely new opportunity of how we get to show up in relationship to people, the world, ourselves, et cetera. And so again, hopefully this is resonating for you at some level. I'm telling you that no matter how much I sit here and explain it, it will be a lack, lackluster job in comparison to coming to just experiencing it yourself. So I'll say this again. We have an event coming up on August 14th that we'd love to invite you to. We've made it stupid for you not to be there in terms of price and the quality and, and the value of the experience that you're going to have 
honestly, easily these programs should be well over $1,000 in terms of the value that people get here. And I'm going to tell you, the, the hidden agenda is that you guys come, come do three-month programs with us, year-long programs with us. However, come experience the work first. And then decide for yourself, choose for yourself after you've had the experience, whether that's where you want to invest your time and your money. And if you want to invest that time and money with us, there's, I have now found anybody teaching this work, at least not in the online space. This work is, is usually taught like the way that I'm learning it, which is in mystery schools and caves on the other side of the world in Tibet and places like that. So if you don't feel like you're going to find your cave or your guru or whatever it might be that you're looking for, and you want to start becoming a person that is an early adopter of what we call the new consciousness. If you really want to learn how not just to manage yourself, but actually resolve parts in your system, that's what this event is all about. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to go get a ticket, it's imticket.live. You can go directly get a ticket or you can go to intuitivemind.live to go read more information about it. If you are on the fence or if you need to ask a question before you feel comfortable buying a ticket, we totally get it. And that's why we have a support team here in the, in the community, in the group. So if you need that support, you just go in the chat box and you say, contact me, contact me. And then somebody from our team will reach out to you. They'll get in touch with you. And if need be, you can even schedule a, uh, a call with them. Okay. So again, grab your ticket at imticket.live. Again, August 14th. It's about seven or eight hours full event, or if you need to speak with somebody uh, before committing to it or choosing if it's appropriate for you, uh, hit, up, hit up contact me. And then again, I just want to remind one last uh, call to action here. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, we really wanted to make this, guys, we, we understand that, yeah, somebody just said, you know, by pressing it that much. Yeah, we understand. It's scary. Like we're, we're, we're asking you to do something big. We're asking you to step into something that you don't know. So where we're standing is it's like, cool, you know what? Like, let's prove it to them. We're okay with you guys coming with that mindset. We're really okay with be like, prove it to me. Prove that this shit you're talking about really works. Okay, good, come, let me prove it to you. And so we, we basically got to the realization. It's like, hey, look, some people are gonna get on board because they're like, yeah, this sounds awesome. I'm not quite sure what it is. And they'll take that step. But for some systems, it's definitely is scary. Like we get it. So we really wanted to make this no hurdle, like, impulse buying type of experience where it's like, just come. And honestly, you have nothing to lose. You have so much to gain. And then again, you'll be well informed at the end of the program, whether this is something that you want to cultivate and make a lifestyle. Because if you really, really, really want the transformation to healing, healing work that you want, I'm telling you right now, it is a death trap to think this stuff happens overnight. This is like going to the gym or doing anything worthwhile, playing a guitar, learning how to paint. You're not going to go to one class and it's going to be like, everything is resolved. I'm fucking Picasso now. It doesn't work that way. You know, we are where we are because we, we cultivate these practices on a daily basis. But here's the beauty. This is not a process and it's not difficult. And it's not something that you're gonna have to be like, oh, what is that thing they taught me? It's super Simple. I mean, practicality beyond anything you've ever imagined before. You don't need to take notes. There's nothing to remember. Like this will be something that you look forward to doing every single day, every single day, I promise you. And the benefits of it will be unmistakable to you. And so the more you see the benefit, the more you're going to want to sit with these practices. And again, they're very, very simple. This is not challenging. You don't have to be smart to figure this out. You just have to be human. If you're a human, you can do this. Okay. So I am ticket.live to buy a ticket.
contact me if you um, want to talk to somebody from our team. And last bit, for those of you guys who are not ready for this level of work, I truly, I truly get that and I want to acknowledge you. That's fine. If you're like, no, I just got to get my mind right, let us know. And again, in the comment box, you can just type in mindset and someone from our team will reach out to you. We do have, we do have programs for that. We don't teach them live anymore. But I'm telling you, these are programs we used to charge nearly $5,000 for that are now pennies on the dollar that you can do at home and get the same benefit from, from really doing a deep dive on how the mind works. So we have, again, we've, we've, we've created programs here to really serve you wherever it is that you are. And all you got to do is just ask and let us know that what you're looking for, how we can support you. And again, we have an entire team here that's happy to uh, speak with you and support you and like, like go in a conversation with them and actually figure out like what would benefit you the most right now. Like what's going to give you the best bang for your buck. And then we're happy to do that. Okay, guys. Thanks for staying the extra time with me. I love you. Love you very much. Thank you for being here. It's a, a joy to share with you what's going on in my life and uh, these teachings, even when uh, things are a bit challenging like they are for me right now. I love you very much. I'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.